0: Scapes, they pass me. The gets and you push me up to this of Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, and I'm joined, as always, by Jackie. Hello, and not Miles, not Miles this week.
1: Hello, hello. Hello.
0: Hello? That's our Miles impression. Miles is busy moving this week uh, back to Milan, Italy, where he is from. No.
1: That's not true. None none of that is true.
0: He's moving like two feet to the left. Uh, This is a podcast that talks about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. You knew that. You could tell. And Mm. this week, we're going to be talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Golden Wind, episode 28 Which is the 140th episode. Oh, the 141st episode overall.
1: Why are you so excited about that?
0: I just couldn't believe I was wrong. Okay. Uh, This is called Beneath a Sky on the Verge of Falling.
1: (laughs) So poetic. (laughs) Yes. Isn't it? It's cute.
0: Uh, However, before we go into just summarizing the episode and giving our thoughts, we want to read your thoughts. And by the way, if you're going to watch the episode and email us, Try to keep spoilers in like the second half of the email text mm-hmm. because uh, Miles definitely got spoiled by your emails like we know. I don't think he cares. He didn't really care that much, but, you know, we know you watch it and then you want to email, but like we're at work, you know, sometimes we don't have time to watch the episode until a day or two goes by and we want to have our own reactions. Uh, this is not calling out any specific person like four people did this, so whatever. Um Yeah. Anyway, we still like your emails, so we're going to read them right now.
1: We like you anyway.
0: Yeah. I know that usually we say that we're going to go to Correspondence Corner, but we actually started the podcast there, so we're already in the corner. This first email is from Aaron, and it's called, I'm not crying, you're crying. Hey, guys, this week's episode got me in here crying. They can't do this to my mans like that. As I saw it happening, I was just like, no, 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 fuck them kids. Don't help. Abakio! No. (laughs) I guess my question is, if you had to guess who else could or is going to die in this part, who do you think? I asked because Abakia didn't have any death flags up until they went to Sardinia, and every episode included a, we can use moody blues, or we can't let Abakia use moody blues. Meanwhile, everyone else is getting shot and run through with fists every episode, so I really don't know. Anyway, I love the pod, thanks. P.S. Every time I close my eyes, King Crimson erases it, and they are open again, and I'm wide awake. Who needs coffee anymore? And that makes me horny. I like it. Who else do, do we think is going to die? I know who's going to die.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: I do know. Um, I, although I will say I did forget about this one, and I got re by the email. Okay. Like, again, for those who don't know, to, if, this, if there's a drinking game for the podcast, this is the time where Mark says that he read the comic a long time ago and doesn't remember it. Uh, but I totally forgot that Abacchio uh, bites Zadosto. Uh, yeah, so Jackie, who... Who do you think is going to die? Do you have any feelings on that?
1: Okay, well, I'm gonna. Okay, so I'm gonna base this off of. There have been people that we have seen that should probably be dead, like Butcherati should be dead. He's not, so that means Araki wants to keep him alive for a while. I feel like Jorno should be dead, right?
0: Uh, no? I mean, he had his horn, his horns. He had his hands come off.
1: Yeah, Jorno should be dead. But he, they also want to keep him alive. So I think it's going to be um, maybe Mista. Maybe Mista is going to die. I think Narancia needs to be around to react to other people dying. So maybe Mista is going to die. Uh, could be Narancia too. That would be really sad. Um, he could react to
0: his own death. He'd be like, no, fuck. Yeah,
1: Bujarotti could potentially already be dead. Um, I don't really understand what his life status is right now. Like a zombie? He's kind of a zombie right now. Um, Who else? Uh, Trish is probably going to die because I don't trust Araki to not do that to me
0: specifically. So so you you feel personally attacked by Araki?
1: I don't trust him to, to not just let her be a person. I can fight and do things. She's probably going to die in a battle or something or just die randomly because whatever the boss is after her. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I'll keep my hopes real low. But I think, yeah, it, it yeah, Abakio died this time because he was needed and they made it real quick um, because, yeah, all the other ones kind of, well, not, they weren't deaths, but like if it drags on, <laughs> it seems like they live, you know, yeah. Um, so I'm kind of um, disappointed that it wasn't a battle, though. I would like to have seen I would have liked to have seen a have like some kind of epic fight. But what can you he know, do before he dies? But they that were
0: like g- Moody. He would never let anyone get that close. And I was like, what would he do? Mm. You know what I mean? He's a VHS player.
1: That's true. Somebody should have been protecting him.
0: Not to disrespect the dead. He seemed like a nice. Why? Not if, really. He seemed like a good guy. If, <laughs> not nice.
1: If he was like the most important person, why did they leave him alone?
0: They had to. They needed the combatant, combatant people, the fighters
1: to go chase after the the
0: to go chase after what they didn't even what they weren't even sure exists. As in, they didn't know there was another enemy. I don't know.
1: I have questions, but we'll wait until yeah. They
0: we- should have protected him. Also, when he- we
1: go over the episode, I'll okay. We'll okay. talk about it.
0: We'll talk about it.
1: This next one is called "Sad Day" from and it's from uh, Polaris or Michael. Uh, greetings, JJB Pod crude, greetings. Crew, Crew, Crew. Greetings, JJV pod crew. This indeed, this indeed a sad day that we see the death of Abacchio, but he managed to help the team in the end. Also, a bit of fun fact is that a way you can get Risotto's eyes is by tattooing the white part of the eye called the scleral. Yep, sclera. Scleral.
0: I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, it's sclera. Scleral is the adjective. I don't know why he wrote scleral. Whatever.
1: I am not sure if my previous email reached you or not, but if it did, I do apologize for this repeat question. If you guys uh, were to get a Jojo inspired tattoo, what would it be? I'm asking for some inspiration on my next tattoo. Thank you guys again for making this podcast. Sincerely, Michael. P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I cry a little for Bacchio. Aw tattoos
0: um first of all i do want to say that i did not realize scleral tattooing was a thing i'm now looking at a picture of it it seems almost fake uh and horrific
1: yeah it I, I wouldn't recommend i wouldn't do that i'm too much of a pussy it seems
0: cool but yeah of course it can lead to <laughs> blindness extreme pain losing your eye you know you know <laughs> in 2009 oklahoma made it illegal to get that kind of tattoo wow that's just how this but works but it looks
1: cool um, what tattoos are cool? I don't know. Maybe one of the ladies.
0: What do you mean? Just like, oh, a tattoo of the character? Yeah. Um uh, Characters that I like. We've talked a little bit about it. We've talked about how the common one is to get the Joe star on yeah. your back, uh, scapula. Yeah. Um, I think the, the, I think the Dio, like, fake ear piercing dots on the ear are kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. um, a certain sort of steel ball would be cool.
1: Joseph with a mask. Or Joseph just mask. Joseph with the mask. Oh, the, the, the
0: oxygen mask. mask? Or you mean like the stone mask?
1: Yeah, the oxygen mask. Or the, yeah, or the storm stone mask.
0: Yeah, stone mask is, is definitely a good a good way yeah, to go.
1: Yeah, stone mask is good. Just a star. Keep it simple.
0: Keep it simple.
1: Oh, or maybe a Giorno ladybug. Ooh. Oh, yeah. A Giorno ladybug. I like that.
0: You could get it in the same spot. You could get it pinned... On your (laughs) pinned on your chest, on your pecs. Yeah, I think it maybe you know, now that I think about it, I'm surprised we missed um doing uh the bucciolotti tattoo on your like chest pecs mid area. What's He has like a lace lace pattern, yeah, that
1: lacy thing. Yeah, that would be cool.
0: There's a bunch of things you could do.
1: We can just like shave your chest hair in that pattern. That's a thing, that's a thing you could do.
0: That honestly seems more annoying to do. (laughs) That seems like a lot
1: yeah well it's like it's like you could um i don't know you could sh- trim your chest hair and then create a pattern and then like put it and then wax it off you know so you draw it with wax and then you like a wax, wax,
0: wax, wax stencil yeah gross yeah. this all sounds yeah, gross. yeah yeah or
1: you take a stencil and then you put the wax and then you it's all gross somehow you could do it. you could do it
0: all right don't well, i don't, I do I don't want to do it someone could do it all right Uh, This email is called A Final Complete Explanation of King Crimson. That's from Josh. Hey, hey, it's Josh back with another email. First of all, what a tearjerker, huh? I knew it was coming and I still bawled. Anyways, now that we have the whole picture of King Crimson's power, I can finally say that I understand it. Do you? (laughs) So Epitaph sees 10 seconds into the future for the boss to plan out his moves. What he sees in those 10 seconds become fate and cannot be changed. Then he activates King Crimson and everyone else becomes a, quote, slave to fate, quote, so to speak. The boss, however, is not a slave to fate. He can do whatever he likes outside of Epitaph's prediction. In addition, he cannot be affected by anything that happens during this period of time. When it's over, everyone forgets the last, at most, 10 seconds. That's how it works. Also, per Bruno throwing a punch at himself in the first King Crimson episode, I'm not quite sure what that was.
1: Okay, because I was going to say, like, nobody can explain this to me still.
0: Perhaps in those 10 seconds that were erased, Bruno moved around the pillar, and he was seeing 10 seconds ahead while his perception shifted from one end of the time skip to the other? Not sure, really, Josh. P.S. When I watch this episode, I wake up feeling so moody. I also feel moody and a little blue after that episode. It was pretty heavy. And yeah. I was like, "This is manipulative." You didn't feel a bond to this character, Mark. They're just playing string music, and people are crying. Mm-hmm. But I'm still sad.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm
0: thinking about all my family members that got a hole punched in their chest.
1: I have mixed feelings because I feel like I've been waiting so long for somebody to actually, for real, die. I feel like that's. I think I was saying this. Um, maybe it was last episode of the pod. There was some time where I was like, when someone actually dies, it's going to be hard for me to believe it. Be- or it's or I'm going to be like, okay, finally, because everybody like you see these scenes where it's like this person lost so much blood, <laughs> like they're losing right. body parts. They were definitely shot in the chest. Like how are they still alive? Um, You know, but I don't understand the rules of who can live and who can die based on like, there are any rules. I don't understand. So when he, when that happened to him, I was like, he's probably not dead. <laughs> like that was too quick, you know? Um, and now it's like, all right, he's dead. I'm like, oh, I, I'm glad, I'm glad people can die. I'm glad that they are mere yeah. mortals like the rest of us, but.
0: We're in the last like third or so of the, uh, of the season.
1: But I am also really sad for Obakio Um, you know, you see Narancia crying and that was very emotional. The reactions it was. from that. I didn't it was like him very, falling over. That was sad. It was a very human, um. Yeah. He went through scene. the
0: steps of uh, grief. Yeah. He went through denial. Aggression, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Yeah. Dabda. Um, Josh, I do want to say that if you can't explain Bucciolati seeing himself, I don't know if you can say you finally understand it and have a complete explanation. Yeah. Now, I have heard an explanation as to what happens with Bruno. I don't remember if it's a spoiler or not at this point. It's, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. Whatever. I won't say anything. Okay. Because um, it's not really a big spoiler or anything, but it's just an interpretation of how that happened. Of course, you could also just say, look, Araki sometimes draws things or conceives things to be one way and then ditches it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, why does the boss have short-ass hair mm-hmm. like Kira? Um, you know, how come Jorno had some damage reflect power that has somehow never been used again? Yeah.
1: So. Oh, well.
0: I'm glad we did get to see animals returning to where they came from, that power.
1: Animal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it seems like it has to be I think I figured that one out at least. I think Jorno has to say, go back to where you came from. Like Jorno has to will it. You know, that's not like an automatic thing. Oh, okay. I I guess so. I think it's not an automatic thing. I think Jorno has to want it to go back to where it came from.
0: I I thought that happened with the frog suitcase in the beginning, but like he just discovered that, but I could be wrong.
1: I think maybe he wanted it to happen, but he didn't say anything out loud. I think it's just like when he wants it to do that, it does that, you know? I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) uh this next email comes from chad um subject line i guess now he's a lamb of god aloha jjb pod crew let's raise a tasty glass of red red wine to the prettiest oh uh, is
0: that a red red wine reference is it red
1: red wine. Well, why would you reference that
0: uh because chad knows there's no new musical references this episode and we need something
1: thanks chad thanks chad <laughs> uh, red red wine to the prettiest male tsundere of bruno's crew in his honor i'd like to ask what is your favorite moody blues song i'm going to cheat a little and say it's a tie for me between nights in white satin and your wildest dreams also uh recap recap episode inbound oh really Do we're getting a recap now
0: that's lame as hell
1: uh Keep up the excellent work as always, Mahalo, Chad. P.S. Every time I lose the iron in my blood, I end up eating some froggy.
0: Yeah, okay, that was good. that was weird. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Just
1: fucking takes a huge bite out of a frog. Um, what is our favorite Moody Blues? So I don't know. I've never heard a Moody Blues song. I think
0: the one that that, that <laughs> I like. I only know "Nights in White Satin," and I think "Time" is by Moody Blues. Time I think is on its time is on my side. Yes, it is. Do you know the song? No. Well, okay. I don't Um, know any song. Another one is "Nights in White Satin." I I used it on the podcast.
1: Um, and
0: nope, time is on my side is Rolling Stones. So never mind. Wait, what? Oh, it's one of these songs that's by everybody. You know what I mean? That like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, these old mm -hmm. songs that were like produced or covered by 40 people anyway
1: manu Chao has a song called the mary blues which is not moody blues but it's a good song
0: i'm looking up moody blues time let me see here twilight time yeah no i'm wrong yeah i only know nights in white satin and it's a great song i should listen to the album but i won't no i should i might i might um oh i just opened up the fucking eye tattoo tab again i wish i didn't do that this email is called The Boss's Hair. It's from Sal. Hey, JJB pod gang. Since I had already read the manga, I knew what would happen this episode, but I still wasn't prepared to bawl my damn eyes out. I can't believe we lost two hot goth daddies in one day. Two? Yeah, Oh Risotto. yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: Risotto's the best.
0: Narancha's voice actor did an amazing job this episode, though. On a separate note, I have a question about The Boss's epitaph. Whenever Dopio looks into the future, he sees it through his long bangs. However, when the boss fights Bruno in the church, his hair appears to be slicked back and he has no bangs. If he doesn't have bangs, then how could he possibly see into the future (laughs) and predict Bruno's moves? Thanks for making a great podcast, Sal. P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling so morny. I can't get him out of my mind. A bacchio is all I see. Frowny face. Crying face. Uh... You know what? I bet we didn't see all of the boss's hairstyle. Maybe he had like a, like a rat tail that he would like whip around in front of his eyes and he'd look through his rat tail I for don't, the future. Mm, he could flick his slicked back hair down in front of his face.
1: I think because they're different personalities, one has bangs and one doesn't. And like, you know, the boss can see things a different way.
0: Yeah. No, I think the bangs is just there for stylization. I'm sure Sal knows that. We mm. all know that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say... Hot goth daddies is a great descriptor. I'm just great. Hot, yeah, I love it.
0: I mean, it's not even a. a, a it's it's what they are. That's the definition. Uh, yep. If you looked it up, which it is a listing in a, in a encyclopedia, that's what you would see. It's a real medical term. You want to read this last one?
1: Sure. The subject line is too late. Uh, I was too late, and it is from Martin. Hello, correspondence corner. I was the one who asked you about the Moomins, and I wanted to tell you that Metallica was inspired by the creatures H- Hat Fatiner.
0: Yeah, that, that's how I said it.
1: Hatifatiner. I knew that the Metallica fight was coming soon, so I wanted you to be able to recognize the Moomins, but eh. My graduation is coming soon, and I'm in the process of finding a theme for my party after the ceremony. Because I loved JJBA series, I was thinking of having a JoJo's themes party. And when Part Five is filled with Italian food, I was thinking of having the food based on the characters. What do you guys think would be a great dish based on the Part Five characters? Here's my other question of the day: When is wh- when is the usual day you guys usually record the episodes? I just want to know so I can get. M- uh my email to the upcoming episode i sent the last email a bit too late also yes you guys sound better than Droffy. yeah the people i talked about in the last email and i like miles's voice the most what (laughs) p.s every time i close my eyes i wake up feeling heartbroken because this is a jojo series and they can die anytime it's true um, all right. So question one, uh, dishes for a Jojo's themed party. Oh, well,
0: I did want to say that, um, it was, yeah, it was weird. Cause I didn't remember in what context you brought up Moomins when you first sent that email. So I'm wondering, I, I guess Martin is saying that he intentionally like mentioned Moomins to see if it would then like, we'd recognize it. Which is what happened. But yeah, yeah that's funny. <laughs> I was like, what a weird coincidence. Not Yeah. yeah that's yes. He did it on purpose.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah,
0: as far as dishes go, it's like, so thinking of the main, the, the five or six, like they're not that many like main dishes or at least not ones that are easy to do. I don't think like a bacchio, that sounds like a specific ass Italian dish. Like I've never seen that in an American, at least Italian restaurant.
1: Panna cotta is a thing.
0: Yeah, that's a you dessert a pot, though. Ha,
1: you can have that, Yeah, that
0: might be good as a as like yeah, a dessert thing, that's but
1: a good dish. it's just it's, call it just call it fugo Pana Cotta and put his face out there somewhere.
0: And diet purple. Um. Or no, he's not purple. He's I dispel.
1: You can call. You can get a mista salad as an as a, you know.
0: You could as a but some yeah I guess you could cater a salad. I'm trying to think of what would be good for catering. Mm. I don't know about panacotta though. Maybe maybe that is something you can get. Mm. I'm trying to think because there is risotto. Risotto you could have. Yeah. Potentially. What Risotto's else do we
1: have? Risotto's good. Risotto's
0: good. We got ice. Okay. We've got that guy. We've got, what I got to bu- look up. What, the is butcher-
1: what, what does butchellotti mean? They're cookies. Uh, what's a mean?
0: It's like a lamb dish.
1: Oh, get that. That sounds nice. But I'm
0: telling you, it sounds like it's, It. it I was saying, it sounds like it's specific.
1: Can I have some oranges for narancia?
0: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. You could. Even though the word is arancia. I don't know why the N is there, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Let me see something here. Squadra scusioni. Squadra, please excuse me. I'm looking up all the names. Uh, yeah, and fish is a weird thing. To, you could have um, prosciutto and formaggio. You could have a little cheese and meat, like a, a charcuterie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you could definitely have that. What's Eluso's last name? I don't remember. You could have melons. You could have, oh, you could have gelato for sure as a dessert.
1: Mm-hmm. But as L- far as lots like, of dessert.
0: The only, like, main food I think that, like, I, I had previously heard of mm-hmm. was risotto. Mm-hmm as like a main dish. So I don't know how esoteric any of these are.
1: Mhm.
0: Um so let's say risotto for a main course somehow and for appetizers I would do oh I'm hungry, formaggio and prosciutto and then dessert should be melons and gelato.
1: You could also like have some pasta like so, like um like angel hair pasta and put it in the shape of Giorno's hair.
0: Yes, <laughs> that you could do. You could do that. You have to make the caterers swirl it every time they serve yeah. it. Oh, you could have a banana that's a gun.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when people oh, peel the banana, they,
0: they die. They shoot themselves. No, that's mm, an idea. Don't
1: tell. Just leave it for like as oh. a prop.
0: You could have a flesh eating virus. Oh, but You
1: should do that, though. You should take a gun and put it inside a banana peel. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) And that could be like the centerpiece. Uh Uh-huh. Perfect. With ladybugs I don't know. Is
0: Finland good with guns? I mean, I guess they probably hunt like reindeer or whatever.
1: Maybe not a real gun.
0: But like handguns.
1: Like a fake, a little fake handgun that you buy in the store. Like, and then you dye it uh, it all black.
0: Get rid of that stupid orange safety tip.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then put a banana around it. A banana peel.
0: Uh, We usually record on Sundays, sometimes Monday nights if we're running late. Uh, sometimes
1: saturdays too though
0: yeah usually the weekend but i think yeah. usually usually sunday is the day to do it
1: yeah um sunday sunday morning sunday m- like well like <laughs> afternoon for us eastern time yeah sunday afternoon eastern time yeah, yeah. <laughs> eastern standard time
0: yeah minus four gmt or minus five depending on the season who cares let's talk about the episode in a ah. second yeah uh so again yeah if you want to be on the podcast not really on the podcast if you want your words to be on the podcast you
1: can't be on the podcast (laughs)
0: write to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com and you can also follow us on twitter at jjbpod or write on the soundcloud thing i saw someone commented they wrote it's me because we read their comment uh soundcloud.com slash jjbpod Uh, so technically this isn't Correspondent's Corner, but Miles, since he can't be here, he watched it and sent us an email. He thought, you know, so far there's been two deaths, but only one, quote, heaven scene. What do you think was in the Assassin's Heaven heaven scene?
1: Well, what's the other death?
0: The other death we saw was Risotto, I guess.
1: Oh, in the same app. Oh, (laughs) Risotto's in hell. (laughs) Yeah. Risotto's in hell.
0: I think (laughs) Risotto's bad. I mean, we don't really know what he did strictly that was bad bad but yeah
1: he has some pretty scary powers he probably did a lot of bad i think that everybody most of the people in this gang are gonna go to hell
0: i Mm. think
1: risotto's in hell he's he's beautiful and we all love him but he's in hell sorry
0: (laughs) i think abakio was gonna go to hell and then he saved those kids soccer ball and that then he went (laughs) to heaven at the last second yeah uh king crimson is it just the ability to move instantly can he switch bodies with people did he switch bodies with his mother Because remember, his mother had the sewn lips shut in Mm. the the memory. No, Miles, I don't think so. I think he just uh, switched.
1: He likes sewing things.
0: I think in like a 10-second span, he like took this children's clothes off. Children's? This child's clothes off, sewed his mouth shut, and then put on the child's clothes that somehow fit him and then ran down to play soccer. Like a big bloody creep. He was like, hey, kids, can I play?
1: Oh, is that what he did?
0: I think so. I don't think he actually like like instantly flipped them. But I guess the implication is that he at some point had enough time, maybe stopped time, whatever the fuck you want to yeah. call it, unfaded time and yeah. switched clothes with a kid. Uh, Miles wrote the eating a frog scene is an all time great one. Yep. Disagree. So- what?
1: Are you kidding? It's it's great.
0: I feel bad for that frog.
1: I do, I do too. But Someone
0: on the team finally died, but they made it so melodramatic. It kind of ruined it. Narancha was just being a baby.
1: I disagree. Miles but i can't argue with him about it because he's not here. RIP Miles.
0: Just say that he's wrong and he can't. he can't uh, defend it.
1: Miles, i like the real human emotions. When people die, that's how you react. Like and so far this is the first time that they've had one of their friends die, so it's a big deal. And Arancha is kind of a big baby. He's a teenager. They're all kind of teenagers, you know? He just was the most emotional, outwardly emotional about it. Everyone else was like I have to be strong.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we've got the the manly tears, Bucciarati turning away, biting his lip so hard it bleeds.
1: I think it's because Bucciarati can't feel his face or anything. He can't feel anything. You know, it bled. It bled. Yeah. So he can't feel, oh, right, but it did bleed. Right, right, right.
0: Yeah, it's interesting.
1: But I mean, that is the thing with him now, it seems like he can't actually feel anything. He's just numb.
0: Yeah, Um, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know, Miles. Maybe you're just emotionally numb as always. Yeah. When someone dies close to my house, he goes, Oh. So it goes. And so it goes. Uh so now they know the boss's face. So what?
1: What do you mean, so what? <laughs>
0: they could just they could just take the rock around to people and go, have you seen this man? Yeah. Just cart the rock around in a big wheelbarrow.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's like the boss the boss can't hide in plain sight anymore. That's the problem. Because he probably used to just walk around like a regular person and now he knows that he can't. So that's a thing.
0: All right. The episode begins with the theme, but of course it does. Where else would you put the opening? But at the beginning. Well, I mean, there's no cold opening. It starts with Doppio, or the boss at this point, I guess, uh, and Risotto Nero, and they're both horrifically injured. Risotto, maybe worse so. Yeah. Um, definitely. And the boss is like, look, the good guys are going to come up here soon and find you. So, if you give me all the iron in my blood that you depleted, mm-hmm. I'll kill you well, quickly. Well, no, he doesn't
1: say that yet. It's just kind of... It, it. It's a short-ish scene. I only wrote, like... I think Rosado was saying something like, I would have won. And he was like, God damn you, boss. It's just kind of like a recap of what we just saw. Yeah, yeah. That's in the, in the uh, last episodes. episode. And then we get to the beach. And we see the guys talking on the beach. And Abakio wants to investigate, like, what's happening. No, no, I'm sorry. Abakio wants to go up. And he's like, hey, guys, we should go make sure that he's dead, like... I don't, you know, you guys say that he's dead and stuff, but I want to make sure um, that the enemy is dead and like who it is and stuff. Um, and this is where they decide. All right, Sabakio, it's too important. You need to like as quickly as possible um, find out, like, do, do your do your Moody Blues thing and find out who the what the boss looks like. We're gonna go up and, and investigate. Um, and he and uh, asks Sabakio. He's like, How long is it gonna take you to like replay? Replay a scene from 15 years ago. And he's like, well, it was 15 years ago. It'll take me like eight minutes. And uh, Butcherati's like, do it in five. Um, and he goes...
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Ah. He's going to like flex all the muscles in his neck like... <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> right. So Bucciarati and Narancha go up to investigate. And I'm like, why? So can we just stop and explain why? to me why? Because shouldn't they... Like, so, first of all, I don't remember why Giorno and Mista... Is it Mista? Yeah. Yeah. Why Giorno and Mista are, like, off by themselves somewhere. What are they doing?
0: I think they're staying with the turtle and Trish.
1: They're just taking care of the turtle?
0: I think so. Let me see here. Yeah. Well, they're there. They're supposed to be guarding Abacchio. But we never... they're
1: supposed to guard Abakio from far away. But we
0: never see them really that close to him. I don't think. And, again, Abacchio is standing way out in plain sight yeah he is not crouching behind the pillar yeah he doesn't ha- he and, and his stand are not laying down or anything they're just hanging out
1: for such smart guys they have really stupid plan. because like you're gonna really leave him alone i don't know and then yeah and so you have like what I, what i think they should have done is they should have called the other guys back to like watch him from closer or something um but whatever because um, then because like when someone's because when, cause that's the thing Ibaka is the most important person and he's by himself like that makes him an easy target anybody who wants to do anything to them is just mm-hmm. going to get them they have like a false sense of security because they're like oh Narancia can detect if somebody nearby is bleeding but we've seen so many um, we've seen so many stands that are like remote stands or like they're like you can you can access them from really far away yeah. You know, they don't know what kind of enemies are still waiting waiting for them. They don't know what who the boss has, like, as part of his gang and what their stands are. They never know. They know whenever they face a new enemy, they're like, oh, we need to figure out what their sand does so that we can defeat it. So they shouldn't, like, have any kind of sense of security in that, like, oh, well, we have this to guard against that. Like, no, you don't, because... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like in the in the fucking last one, you had fucking sharks like just pop out of water. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like anything can happen. Um so I think that they were all being stupid and I think somebody should be mad at themselves
0: for I've, this. I've decided that they figured that Moody Blues would not be a target. Why? Because the only person who would really care about the boss's identity being revealed would be the boss. Right. And maybe they're like, there's no way the boss is here. The boss doesn't come out for missions.
1: Also stupid. Why would you think that? That's stupid. Well, the, cause, cause the it thi- was a last
0: what, minute decision. What they,
1: what they should have realized is the boss who has this, who's super powerful and has this amazing power is not going to, is, is really wants to make sure that they don't figure out his identity. Um, do wait, do they know that the boss knows that they're going there?
0: Um, I don't know.
1: Either way, you should suspect that someone's going to figure it out. And either you come to the conclusion that he's going to send all he has after you, like his best people after you, or he's going to come himself because he doesn't want anyone else in his organization to even know that he's from um, Sardinia. Yeah. You know, if he doesn't want anybody to know that he's from even even know that he's from there. Of course he's gonna go himself. You know, who else can do the job? And he's really the most powerful person. Um, so they should have been even more like on their toes about it. I mean, yes, his his they know that his sand power is um close range. Um but they shouldn't have let their guard down. It's their own fault. It's everybody's fault that Ob- that Obakio is dead right now. Um
0: Yeah, I don't know. Was there I feel like we see Giorno and Mista like again, and I'm wondering if they like they left Abakio. But yeah, we should have seen them like regretful of that fact, you know, like if, because yeah. if, if, yeah, if they were Someone there Someone should be him, blaming
1: themselves. Somebody should be blaming themselves. Because if they
0: were really there, then when these kids were like getting their soccer ball stuck, Abakio should have been like, I'm rewinding time. One of you assholes go get that ball for those kids, you know, mm-hmm. or like Mista, shoot a bullet at that branch, break it so the ball falls and rolls to the kids, mm-hmm. you know, none of us need to. So like these two dudes were guarding Abakio and then they were like, no, oh, fuck it. He's fine. He's just a VCR." Let's walk mm-hmm. away.
1: You're really going to leave the VCR by himself. He's old technology. Anyway, um, I guess at the time he was modern technology. Anyway, <laughs> right?
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, by now they kind of had... Yeah, I guess so. They almost had DVDs. We
1: didn't have DVDs yet, really. Okay, so Naranja and bujarati go up there and... Uh, or they start going up there and then we go back to... Um, we go back to Risotto and the, bo- and the Boss. And um, this is where... The boss is like, you know, oh, no, no, no. Risotto like, hey, man, before I die, show me your face. Like, I want to see your face. And the boss is like, not nah, shut up. I'm not going to continue this conversation with you. But why don't you put all the iron back in my body so that I can kill you? Because uh, you don't want your last moments to, you know, for everybody to see you just like slowly dying and in pain and at your weakness. Right, I'll kill
0: you now because otherwise they're going right. to come up here and who knows?
1: Yeah, exactly. So like, let me kill you now. Um, and I don't know, if I was Risotto, I would have been like, nah, that's okay. I want them to come up here and then I'll tell them like, you know, what I know or something or I'll tell them that you're around or something. But um, he didn't do that. Instead, he wanted to be all clever. And um, he, let's see, so
0: he then uh, starts talking to the boss, and he says something like, "If I die," and the boss is like, "What?" And he leans over, and um, Risotto's like, "I won't be dying alone." And you're yep. like, "What are you fucking talking about?" Mm-hmm. And then he's mm-hmm. like, "From the parts of my body that flew, that like got popped off when uh, when uh, Aerosmith shot at me, they're stuck to the plane that has my blood, and then I activate Metallica." Mm-hmm. And somehow his little like metal ghost blood things can like steer and <laughs> shoot a plane in some ways, like steering it, like fucking around with it, maybe flying into a rock or into him. That might make sense to me. But the idea of it somehow shooting, I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh,
1: is that what happened? That they they steered it? I didn't realize that's what was happening. I mean, I, thought, I guess so. I thought they just made something happen. And then, and then Narancia was like, ah, it's time to shoot. I don't know.
0: Oh, maybe that seems like a stupid idea, though. Why? To be like, ah, something's moving my stand. Fire, fire, fire. <laughs> um yeah, so then what anyway, regardless though, uh somehow Risotto steers the plane and shoots uh at the boss, but all that happens is Risotto gets full of holes mm-hmm. and the boss is like, "King Crimson's power, I turned it on, and therefore all the only thing that remains is the result, which is you getting shot a bunch." Uh whereas I am not affected. The time where the bullets would have passed through me has been erased. So the bullets basically go through him, which is weird to me because the prediction would have been that Aerosmith shoots through him into Risotto. Yeah. And and if you can't escape from fate, or he can escape from fate, but he can't he can. touch anybody, he
1: can't touch Something anybody. Something like that. Like he
0: can't stop the bullets from, from going, I think, but he can move.
1: I think that he operates outside of fate. So there is no fate I don't for him. Get it. He, there's no fate for him. Like if he was supposed to get shot, he can avoid that. I don't know. Cause he moves outside of fate because he can see the future and stuff.
0: I'm just like, sure you can erase stuff. I get it. But the final moments of time still exist. The results, quote unquote. Um, so yeah, risotto now is uh very dead. Yeah. Risotto has gotten shot through like he's gotten shot through where the boss was supposed to be. So he's just full of holes in the front and the back. We later see him and it's bad. He's, He's really Swiss cheesy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's
1: super dead. Um, I don't
0: remember what then happens. Well, I think uh, Narancia notices, well, he noticed yeah, the plane so was hijacked. The, so the
1: boss like claws away. <laughs> he like crawls away and he's like, I need to hide and replenish. And then and then that's when Narancia fi- finds him, Narancia and Butcherati, and they're like, he's dead. He's the head of the hitman team, whatever, whatever. Um, and then Butcherati realizes he's like, there's someone else here. There was a fight because, um,
0: look at the foot. The foot yeah. wasn't shot off by your, yeah. Cause not right. like my little bomber did everything. My Aerosmith shot everybody. Yeah. It's fine. And he's like, no, no, it didn't. This foot mm-hmm. didn't come off from bullets. Yeah. It was ripped off by somebody else.
1: Mm hmm. And, uh, and Bucciarati like, uh, but, they, but they're, they probably had a big fight and they didn't realize how strong the other one was. So the guy that's left is badly wounded. Uh, and so Butcherati's able to do deduce all of this. Pretty smart. Yeah, really. Um, they don't realize though that the boss is there himself, I think. Yeah. Because at this point, they don't. Because
0: that seems like a weird risk for him, who's someone who's so private.
1: If they, if they were smart, they would have figured it out, I think. I don't know. Mm. Sometimes they're smart and sometimes they're not, but I think they should have figured it out because why would the boss want anybody to know that Sardania is where he's from? Um, but anyway. Um, oh yeah. So Butcherati is like, he's he's probably really badly wounded. We don't know how he's like masking his breathing, but it must be pretty faint. He and so Butcherati's like, Narancha, look for a breathing of like anything, even like a fucking lizard or a mouse. Um and you know, look for the movements of someone that's trying to get away from us. Um, and so they're doing that thing. Meanwhile, we cut to um, we cut to the boss and the boss is crawling away, hiding behind rocks, he sees a frog jump by and he fucking grabs it and he just takes a huge bite into it. Um, and I guess that's all he needed because it replenished him and he's able to do all kinds of fucking shit. Well, <laughs> I mean, it
0: did a little bit because then he still has to switch bodies with that kid and he takes blood out of the kid. It- because yeah. they, they notice that it's lost a lot of
1: blood. Oh, we takes blood from the yeah. kid? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so scary. Um.
0: By the way, iron-rich foods include red meat, pork, and poultry, seafood, beans, dark green leafy vegetables, dried fruit, iron-fortified cereals, breads, and pastas, and peas. So maybe frog c- kind of has some of the same meat properties yeah. as red meat or pork or yeah. chicken. I well, don't know. Well,
1: it's a reptile. Well, no, it's an amphibian, so I don't know what their...
0: What their meat... People eat, people eat frogs. Oh yeah, I don't think I've ever had They're it. They're
1: probably somewhere in between a, a seafood and fucking like meat.
0: meat. <laughs> They're meats amphibious. Yeah, <laughs> it's like chicken fish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and if you want to increase your iron absorption, your body, you just drink a uh, vitamin C. Have some orange juice. Uh, they should. So everybody
1: should get him some Sunny D.
0: Have some. Uh, have some citrus juice with some seafood or some red meat and uh that would have been perfect you're in italy you know you're by the water could have had some seafood um you know wouldn't it have been great if we saw um what's his name the boss like crawl down and just start eating some octopus Mm. some calamari
1: yeah um so the boss is like "I, i need to stop abacchio from from doing his thing um and yeah then we see giorno and mista and they're like on a mountain or something I don't know what they're doing. They're not helping their friend. They're, I don't know what they're doing on this mountain. Somebody remind me. Um, then some kids are on the beach. They come up to a um, Kind of. I mean, they start playing soccer or whatever. And then they like lose their soccer ball in a tree. And a like, is like, whatever.
0: <laughs> and you just know something bad is happening.
1: Yeah. And so, um, Naracha finds something with. he's doing his little, his sonar breathing thing. He finds something and
0: He's it's like, like five dots moving away. Yeah. So basically Pucciolati's advice was right was, you know, keep watch anything moving away from us.
1: Yeah. And so he sees it and then they go towards it which is interesting actually because if he's if he's replenishing himself at this time and he's switching bodies with or switching places with this kid and then running off like shouldn't they see that like there's a stronger presence that's like leaving that's like really leaving and not sitting behind that rock? I don't know.
0: Right, right, because yeah, they approach him, and yeah, they eventually find him, and the kid's mouth is sewn shut.
1: Yeah, the kid's mouth is sewn shut. Oh, just so he can't yell. That doesn't do CO two. So he can't say help me. Um, And uh, yeah, so they find something, and then it's it's uh, they see a bunch of blood, and they see a like a foot, like somebody's leg behind a rock, and Butcherati's like, "You there." I'm about to attack you. If you're strong enough to fight back or if you're not strong enough to fight back, um, just come out and let us know. And we won't. We promise we won't kill you. If if you are, if you intend to fight us, you know, if if you stay behind that rock, then we assume you attend, intend to fight us and we're going to beat the shit out of you. So he gives him a chance at least. Um, and I, I think well, he's I- just he's
0: just baiting him.
1: I think Araki just put this here so that we don't actually see um, Bucciarati accidentally killing a, a child. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Because <laughs> if he was just was like wham and just like murdered, you know, whatever right. was behind that rock. it <laughs> He like
0: unzips the rock and then rezips it like on where the guy is supposed to be and he just crushes a kid yeah. with rocks. That would be sad.
1: Yeah, that would be sad. He'd be and, like, oh, fuck, I'm a murderer and an idiot.
0: And pretty metal. <laughs>
1: um oh that's i guess another that that also makes sense the kid's uh, mouth is sewn shut so the kid can't be like help
0: (laughs) Right? i'm not interested in fighting i don't
1: want to fight you
0: to be honest
1: um and so you know he says that um and then he uses his sticky fingers on the rock to like cut open the rock
0: yeah he unzips the rock
1: he unzips the rock thankfully he didn't like murder this child um and they're like huh oh like what the fuck and like, and then you see like the kid with his mouth sewn shut and stuff. And then, yeah, and it's, it's a kid. His mouth is sewn shut with the laces of his sneakers. Scary. Um, meanwhile, Abakio is on the beach. Um, the kids are, are throwing rocks at the ball that is stuck in a tree. Um, and the, you know, Abakio helps the kids like get their soccer ball out. Right? At
0: first, he's he says something, he gives him some advice, and the kid's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, kid. This guy is definitely about to die for you, or yeah. not because of you, not for you. Mm-hmm. You're being a dick. I was hoping that he would just yell at those kids, like, hey, get the fuck out of here so he doesn't have to leave or help mm-hmm. them. He could just like yell that and hope they run away so they're not in harm's way. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking that he would help them so they leave and they're not going to get hurt in any kind of battle, mm-hmm. but that's not quite quite what happens.
1: Right, so the kids are like, thank you, Bakio," because he helps them get the, the soccer ball out of the tree. Um, and then suddenly, the boss's stand, what's the boss's stand name? King Crimson. King Crimson punches a hole through through Bacchio's chest. Yeah. And he's dead.
0: The old donut treatment.
1: Also, another thing about this. Wait,
0: I'm going to stop saying donut. I, I've decided he gets bageled. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> okay, Um. So some problems I have with this. First of all, like, hasn't King Crimson, like, King Crimson has been this close to other people. He's punched other people before, right? He's never punched a hole through somebody. No, he has. Through somebody? I
0: think he punched a hole through uh, through Bruno. I think he chopped him and put a hole in him
1: okay yeah how did bruno survive that
0: i don't know but, Zip- oh, zippers but, but
1: abanchio didn't oh right because he zippered some i don't know what he did
0: he zippered and giorno was close by i think
1: uh, well Jorno was close by here too it's just like they by the time they got there he was like dead instantly dead instantly whereas yeah. like everybody else like they have some time to like lose all of their blood or whatever you know what i mean well it's
0: getting late in the series Jackie. <laughs> we gotta hurry up and kill people it
1: doesn't make any sense um, all right, fine. Um, so he he, he murders Abakio right there. And then what happens? Uh, he's dead. And then we get a black and white, what, what I thought was a flashback mm-hmm. at first. Um, and you, I think you're supposed to. And then you see Abakio, because they do that sometimes when people die or whatever, or, yeah, or yeah. close to death, they'll show like a flashback, like this is what that person cared about and stuff. Um, so it's like there's a, a young cop. Uh, Abakio is like looking at a young cop who is looking for a piece of a bottle so he can get some fingerprints off of it, and it's like kind of a needle in a haystack because there's a bunch of glass in this recycling bin, and he's trying to look for like the handle part um, to see if if the um, the kill if he can get the killer's finger not the killer the whatever the 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 guy that he's looking for the get asshole him, yeah get, get the asshole's fingerprints, um, and Abakio is like. Hey man, why are you doing this? Why do you keep, why do you keep going? Like, this is just so hard. Everything's so hard. And like, you know, maybe you'll, if you, if you find the guy, he might get a really good lawyer and whatever, whatever. Like, he's just being a negative Nancy. He's like, you'll never be able to do anything. And the kid is, and the, the young cop is like, you know, I'm not just looking for the result. This conversation made no sense to me because the kid was like, no, I liked it. It made no sense to me. He was like, I'm not looking for the result. I'm looking for the truth. Isn't the truth the result? No.
0: (laughs) If you're too obsessed over like, when am I going to get results? Yeah. If you're just like, I need to have the outcome. Mm -hmm. He's saying you will then take shortcuts to get there rather than just focusing on the process and having a motivation. Mm. which I know sounds confusing. So
1: it's not about the goal, end goal. It's the journey. It, it's like the yeah, journey you take.
0: It's like a journey for truth that doesn't necessarily mean you'll end up with a solution, I think. That kind of thing. But why? But why? Because you want...
1: What's the, what's the point if... No, if
0: no. The bad Jackie, guy doesn't no, go to jail. Don't fall into that.
1: I just think that logic is stupid.
0: Because the important thing is that you try. You know, okay. That makes sense. It's to important me. to try not to say, well, how many convictions do I have? Like, I want to get this guy convicted. And then you end up, you know, faking evidence or whatever. To be like, look, instead of being like, I'm going to find the truth. If that doesn't necessarily mean it's the result I want or it's not a measurable result, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good advice. Okay. You know, I was reading, not reading, I was listening to an interview and there were these like, uh, they were they, they were these Christian. I think they, I don't know if they were all ex priests, but one of the main guy was. Um, he probably hates that title, but they were activists, and they did this thing where they found this like business somewhere in the U.S. that makes missiles, mm-hmm. and they broke in and they smashed all of the missile heads with hammers so they like wouldn't fly properly, and they spilled. Their, they had collected their own blood and they poured blood over all these like documents for the company. Mm-hmm. Really badass. I think they're called the Plowshares Movement, and uh, again, the like main guy or whatever. Um, had said that you can't get obsessed with results because if you get obsessed with results, then you won't have as much motivation to, to do it. Mm. And so the idea was like, you just have to keep trying, you know? Mm. And I thought, I thought that was good because I'm very results, uh, obsessed and yeah, not everything ends up with a nice neat bow on it saying like, this is what you did today. You know, Mm -hmm. things aren't like a video game where you get Mm -hmm. even, you know, even that's a good metaphor. Fuck it. Because in, in games sometimes you're like, well, I want to get these achievements or I want to get this thing. Yeah. When it's like, no, why don't you just have fun playing the game because your pursuit is fun and get your own sense of accomplishment, you know?
1: It's hard to get a sense of accomplishment though. I don't know. Isn't
0: it? What but, I, you unlock- but I guess
1: what you're saying is like, you, you, you want like an internal validation rather than external, like this is the result I got, you know?
0: Yeah. I guess. And being like... I did what I should do. Yeah. I, that is what I followed my I, processes.
1: I, I I went through the process. I did things right. I did things well. Um you know, and if you keep doing that, you will get results, but you're doing. The important thing is the way that you're doing it.
0: Is right. If you never get the results, right way. that's not good either.
1: Yeah. Well, then change your approach. I always say that. Change if you're not if if it's not fucking work, then change your approach. Like it's not the other. It's not like everyone else. Like the world is not fucking up. It's you that might be fucking up. <laughs> it's something that I well, say. But anyway, I don't say that specifically. I just say change your approach. Um. <laughs> and by the
0: way, this is what's interesting is that this. Yeah. This is the boss. His power is is actually just. Only results matter. Oh yeah! If you think about it, that's he's cute. Like fuck the process. I erased it.
1: <laughs> I like that. I like that. Interesting. Um, what a poetic, what a poetic episode. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Abakio is like. You know, the kid says all this, whatever, that I didn't understand. But Mark, you just, you made it clear. I still don't think it was that clear in the episode. But anyway, mm. um, the, then Abakio is like, well, people like me are worthless. We always mess things up being being just a negative Nancy. And um, the cop is like, the kid cop is like, that's not true, Abakio. I'm so proud of you. You did it. You did the right thing. You did everything right. Um, and Ibaki's like wait who are you I think we've met before and Ibaki's like oh I remember what's going on I need to go I need to find my comrades I need to go I need to catch that bus and the kid's like this is the last stop and you can never return dun dun dun
0: I like that this is the first time I've heard of someone taking a bus to heaven <laughs> not riding a golden chariot or even an escalator <laughs> staircase to heaven It's he took the bus I like that too. I hope he had a seat yeah. Imagine if you got on the bus to go to heaven and you only could stand. I'd be like, "Fuck this."
1: Standing room only. No, I yeah. think I think he was the only one on this bus.
0: That's kind of nice.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: what if you missed your stop and you ended up in hell? <laughs> I'm like, ah. No, but
1: it's the last stop. Heaven's the last stop. Oh, that's true. Yeah, if yeah. you if you're going to hell, you get off early. <laughs> they kick you off. They kick you off the bus like halfway through. Right into, into hell.
0: That's the uh, that's the compromise. Yeah. It's, it's a short ride, but it's not. It's not right. Good. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. So that's then Abaki's is like oh wait a minute you're the cop that died because of me uh
0: because I took that bribe
1: because I took that bribe we're in heaven cool I don't he does not say that but cool, this, is, this cool. is where we all realize it and the kid is like you did well I'm so proud of you um which is cute it seems like not real I don't know what this is you think is. it's just like his fantasy I think this is just like his death fantasy and there is no heaven and then he just disappears it's just, it's just like a hallucination that he gets like as he dies. I don't know. I'm being a jerk. Anyway. Uh,
0: What's the difference? What's the difference if it's an objective heaven <laughs> or your brain just decides to fire off the synapses it wants? Yeah. It's By the way, daydream. I did. I did stop and, and look up because I have a vague memory of it. But I remember that Araki was raised uh, and he went to a Protestant school.
1: Really So
0: he had a bit of a Christian education. He doesn't I don't think he considers himself that now, but it kind of makes sense just because I was like, yeah, you know, all the characters like they float up to heaven, you know, that kind of thing. and then yeah, here we are in this sort of uh, heavenly world, uh, which is sort of a Christian concept. They don't really they don't really do that in other religions too much. So interesting where there's like a separate space for people who are good.
1: Yeah, interesting um so well i mean the show never says heaven we just it just looks it it just it seems looks like a lot it's like a heaven um his
0: heaven is like a city with no people in it which is like <laughs> yeah i kind of agree no not really not really I like
1: um people. and uh now we cut to the guys on the beach and narancha's like this can't be happening hurry the fuck up giorno and heal this guy like you know what is your problem heal him heal him like Uh, And then, you know, everybody's like talking, whatever. And then Bucciarati or somebody is like, uh, don't let Trish out of the turtle, which is a hilarious thing to say still. Even though I know everything about this show, I still think it's hilarious to say, don't let Trish out of this turtle. Um, I
0: know. Yeah, yeah. I saw that and it was like, there's a bunch of serious things happening. And then you're like, (laughs) oh, right. What a ridiculous sentence.
1: Um, Another thing, by the way, just speaking about like hiding in a turtle, couldn't someone just easily kill the turtle
0: i think you pop out
1: you pop out if the I turtle so. dies
0: because uh when you take the key out of the turtle you pop out hmm but yeah like maybe if the key stays in there and the turtle dies yeah
1: like what if you just smash the turtle oh man then you're the 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 dome that you're hanging out in like caves in on you oh i see and you what die. you're saying i see you know oh uh, maybe.
0: maybe maybe just like the the place gets all shitty like there's like rot from water and all the pa- the wallpaper curls yeah Mice come out and cockroaches.
1: <laughs> mm, okay, sorry, I'm
0: um, I'm freaking out over here.
1: Okay, calm down. Um, whatever. So he says, "Don't don't let Trish out of the turtle." And Narantra is like freaking the fuck out. He's like so emotional. Like his thoughts are racing. He's like
0: emotional. He's like Sorry.
1: He's like. Hurry up and heal him. Like what how can this happen? Like it just seems to me that Narantha doesn't understand death because they've all had worse injuries and been able to live. So Narantha, I think, just doesn't understand that death is a is a thing that can happen. <laughs> See, I was know? gonna
0: say he's going through denial, but well, I, I yeah, think I think that's funny like, too.
1: He hasn't learned how to cope with death because what he's what he's learned really is that they're are invincible <laughs>
0: right we've <laughs> you know? all gotten holes punched through yeah, our important like parts come
1: on guys what's the big deal he's got a hole in his chest who hasn't had a hole in we've his chest we all been through in that. their chest right yeah. exactly <laughs> so narancia like doesn't get it and uh you know narancia's like mad at giorno like you're not trying hard enough fucking save him and bring him back and um you know they start to kind of walk away and are just like are we just gonna leave him here and he's just like on the beach laying against a rock and I'm like wait are they gonna leave him there it seemed like they're gonna leave him there I think in the 90s or, or well, okay, early it, 2000s you didn't just fucking leave bodies around like you b- bury the guy
0: well yeah but Does he it, have a family in the Jojo wiki it said that they added a scene where Giorno turns him into a flower bed did you see that no I didn't see that
1: I did not see that
0: so I, maybe that was a post-credits thing that, that we missed. I don't know. I'm looking this up now. Yeah, I don't know where it just says that somewhere about like differences between the manga and anime is that added Giorno changing Abakio's body into a flower bed. Is this some kind of joke? I don't remember this. I didn't
1: this. see that. But anyway, um, so they notice that Abakio's holding something and it's like a rock and... Jordan was like, it must be a clue. And then he turns the rock into a butter, into a, a ladybug. And he tells the ladybug, go to where you came from, which is smart. They figured that out really quickly. It would have taken me a while. Like it's a fucking, I would have looked at the rock. I would have examined it. I would have been like, huh, what could this mean? It's just a rock, you know? Um, I would look in the sand to see if he wrote anything down in the sand. You know, I think they figured it out too quickly. Um. But It's like they figured that out, but there's other shit that they should have figured out already, like the fact that the boss is there, I think. Um, But anyway, um, so he tells the rock to go back to where it came from and they see that basically the stand, when the stand turned itself into um, like it started to, it was able to replay things and then the stand like smashed his face when it looked like the boss smashed his face into
0: yeah into the the, the rock the stone sort of like sculpture there i would have loved to have seen that if like we should we see moody blues is like cracking i would have loved it if before that we just saw moody blues go wham just slam his face into the rock
1: i don't think that's how things work though like if i slam my face into a rock correct like ouch but if i slam my face into a rock and my face was hard enough to do any denting into the rock it would just break right wouldn't it just break
0: yeah, your face would just get fucked up
1: well your face would get fucked up but if even if like i had let's say i had like a diamond statue <laughs> like it wouldn't it wouldn't perfectly make a mold like rocks are hard and they're, they're brittle not, like, yeah, they, they, yeah they break uh, Yeah,
0: yeah you're right i i don't i it wouldn't mean
1: perfectly chisel like a, a face but it does <laughs> it does do that and um, i guess if
0: you did it hard fast a certain way enough it would work i don't know
1: yeah and so i i just wrote down how nice that like you know he did that so the ones left behind would figure it out um didn't kakyo was it kakyoen who did the same thing when he shot the clock
0: yes leaving final messages and final things is yeah. pretty common yeah caesar leaves like the extra hamon and the, or the the ribbon in the blood bubble Mm, um, yeah Kakyo Kakyo right. is Kakyoin's the one who has a message yeah. uh, Zeppeli gives like extra homo and power yeah to Jonathan yeah. yeah this is this is a thing
1: right and then the final scene is like they're leaving and you see a Bakio in the sky
0: yeah he's laying and down it. looking up even higher in the sky yeah it's a good episode and yeah it is kind of nice to see the stakes raised a bit and see that people can actually die
1: mm-hmm.
0: um Didn't love that Metallica blood thing shooting the plane. I thought that was weird. Um, I also don't know. I do think it's really funny. I
1: just accepted it, whatever it was.
0: It's not. uh, You kind of have to. Uh, It's not a knock on the episode, but I do think it was really funny and stupid that uh, Giordano and Mista just like left Abacchio alone Mm -hmm. uh, and then like it's not addressed. No one's like, where were you guys? You were supposed to be watching him. Yeah. Um, But it's good.
1: It is sad that Abakio is dead. It is sad that Abakio is
0: dead. I'm also sad that frog is dead. Yeah. Frogs are supposed to be phones, not food. Yeah. Frogs, Frogs. are phones. Yeah. Not food. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, again, you can follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. That's JJB Pod, And uh, find us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And uh, give us a five-star rating and just write a review that just says whatever you want. You know, just tell me your favorite beverage. I don't care what it is. Uh, and yeah, write to us, jojo'sbizarrepod at gmail.com. Other than that, uh, we'll see you next week when it's a fucking recap. We'll probably ask you to write a bunch of shit.
1: Yeah, write us a bunch of stuff. Write us questions.
0: Yeah. And on top of that, have a good week. Bye. 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 No, I'm not going there. So-